1: season finale of Moonbeam City's first season. Right here on After Buzz TV, we are doing the after show. Ah, Tonight's episode, The Wedding of Rad.
2: Why? In parentheses. In parentheses, you gotta keep it
1: there. Uh, I am one of your hosts the internet, SoapboxMarkDoneck. You can find me on Twitter at SoapboxMark, talking as always with a uh, person who I've got to know a lot over this wonderful experience, Mr. Greg Too Goodness. Much, some might say. <laughs> some might say when it comes to what this show has to talk about. Mr. Greg Goodness.
2: Hey, everybody. I'm Greg Goodness. You can find me on the Twitch at Greg Goodness. And yeah, we're talking Moonbeam City. And what else would we want to do? Because man, oh man, what a way to cap off a fantastic season, but with a fantastic episode.
1: And we still got the little bit of closure that we wanted. Oh, uh, yeah. But it raised the stakes of everything and left at least most of our characters in a state of, well, what happens next? Yeah, exactly. So... uh, Let's let's start off with that then. Thoughts about the episode tonight? Just overall thoughts.
2: Overall thoughts. It was a radisode, as it were. Uh, you had mentioned the term. I'm going to let you say it. Uh, this was a tale of redemption. Boom! Uh, there you go. For rad. There's the pun I was looking for. I uh, love it. Uh,
1: they don't always work, but when they do, they really do work. Mm-hmm. And and the the I think. And we talked about it with Scott, which if you missed, uh, we did an interview with Scott Gearner, the creator of the show. Uh,
2: Super cool. Go back. Check it
1: out. Please do. After this one, of course. But we got uh, a sense from him that it was it was getting more and more enjoyable to write for Rad because they loved seeing how low he could go. Mm-hmm. And we saw we saw Rad's limits tonight. And seeing him and then having him rise above those like I mean, super lowered expectations, and kind of come out and and see some sort of balance, and see where where he comes from. Like they they say it at the end of the episode, uh, like you A see? tree
2: that grew out of weird discolored duck duck crap.
1: Yes, uh, and. It it kind of makes you appreciate that first tree a little bit more. It's not great, but you you understand where it came from.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, as close to a compliment as our main characters will give Rad. Um So, I I mean, I kind of took over, but... No,
2: that's exactly... I think it was a real fun way to cap off the season. Um, Intentional or no, this definitely has become, towards the tail end of the season for Moonbeam City, has become the ballad of Rad, and Rad is sad. So, as fun as it is to see all of these other characters, I mean, certainly Rad has had the biggest journey out of Mm. everyone here, where he went from just sort of the other side of the coin of dazzle if you will to this horribly put upon just total loser that could never get it right and always falls into sewers and eats crap and enjoys it and he gets his fake yachts blown up Mm -hmm. like just the worst of the worst of the worst happens to this guy and so finally finally he gets a little bit a little bit of satisfaction at the end
1: it wasn't it wasn't like a full win.
2: Oh, no. Uh, we couldn't have Rad actually
1: win. No. And I think uh, moving on from here, uh, if we get to see more from Rad, I think he'll only use this to his own advantage and nobody will care. Uh, uh, but it might become a story in the background. We don't know. Um, so coming full circle with all of our characters, uh, we really got to see... Pazza's come out into the open, mm-hmm. or not come out into the open, but really be able to show why she is the police commissioner. And we got to see Chrysalis uh, kind of fulfill the goal that she had in the first uh, in the first episode, which was really become a cop. And and uh, <laughs> nothing more copish
2: than getting shot, shot in, in the, the shoulder. You yeah, shot in the shoulder. Everyone <laughs> shot in the shoulder. Look got shot
1: on the shoulder. <laughs> and and being able to live through the, or use having them use that common 80s movie trope where oh every like the hero got shot ah oh, but it was just in the shoulder and then everybody getting shot in the shoulder uh I like they're really the only person who didn't super grow this episode was presu- our presumed main character dazzle
2: but that's the beauty of it, is that dazzle will never learn a lesson mm-hmm. I think that's Really, the big thing that we take away from his character here is that Dazzle is always going to be Dazzle. And we wouldn't want him to change. We're going to always want him to be the egotistical maniac. And Mm. for what it's worth, he did say at the end that he appreciated Rad a little bit more. A little bit more. So, not quite as put upon.
1: Now, do you think, would would you be interested in seeing, because we've been getting more Rad, sort of a tonal shift where... We have Rad, like, coming out of the shadows, and Dazzle is becoming a little bit more of the antithesis that we've always seen uh, from Rad. Like, we know Dazzle, and we see Dazzle as the hero, and he's the one that everybody likes. But do you think they would ever go to a point where they do put... We would see more of Rad's perspective, and Dazzle is up on this pedestal that's kind of unreachable.
2: You know, it's interesting, because I think that you've drawn an interesting, if not... Intentional, but definitely an interesting comparison to maybe South Park mm-hmm. because South Park very much started as an ensemble show for young boys growing up in the Colorado Rockies. That was the original promo, right? But then we've gone through all of these shifts with that show where we focus on just Kyle or we'll focus on just Stan. Cartman becomes the superstar. We have Kenny episodes. Mm-hmm. So I think that the creators of the show are being really smart here and that they're, parsing things out so that we're not just every single episode oh, what's that dazzle gonna get up to this week they're,
1: they're doing the opposite they're they're they establish it kind of as the dazzle novak show a little bit and then as they were spreading out we got to meet every everybody we got to meet everybody's parents mm-hmm. so it's, <laughs> That's
2: right. we got to see everybody's parents this season
1: and and i, oh, I love it what like my favorite episode going back to Metalocalypse is the one where all of their parents find them, and they have to spend time with them oh, so yeah. damn good uh, and it, I can only imagine if they had if they were doing the half an hour episodes that season, what they could have done, but this isn 't the Metalocalypse after show <laughs> uh, it, and and as a result we 've really got to care about these characters, and Scott mentioned it in the interview the moment where uh, at the re- at the rehearsal dinner. Uh, at the the Deluxiardo uh, Hotel,
2: the Deluxiardo's Hotel, uh, the, still an the amazing name. The Thermosperion, the <laughs> the names
1: have not declined in quality whatsoever. Oh
2: my god, this was such a name episode. It was good. They cranked out, they pulled out all the stops on the names for this one. I don't mean what, to talc? pull you away. Yeah, talc. There was Glam and Quench. Andy Richter playing Quench.
1: That i quench Cunningham. Disgusting. Oh disgusting. Those people. Um, but the, the scene between Rad and Chrysalis by the pool was really charming and, until Rad screws it up, as he usually does. But
2: the hearing Chrysalis Not sing. even the director's kind. <laughs> no, no. Such a just slight, like, sly little joke to work that in there. And that I was kind that. of for
1: the crowd, too, because you could easily take a scene like that and go, oh,
2: maybe there's something there. Yeah. But it's like,
1: no, Rad's still a, rep- yeah, a we're disgusting... We're definitely shutting this down. Oh, no, just st- stop. stop. Just- don't
2: <laughs> don't start making fanfic. No we don't shipping. want the
1: slash fic. Which is funny enough, because for some reason, Chrysalis the Stalker was at the wedding. That so-
2: <laughs> was such a he great re-
1: callback. He was recovering really well. Um, but that scene was so kind of pure and nice to see rad really vulnerable as opposed to the uh the help me or the uh, i'm so awesome like we actually got to see into what made rad tick and chrysalis is are you okay
2: yeah was very came from a very real place yeah. it, was, it was nice and beautifully animated as well with a little pool reflection i'm like mm-hmm. well, well i went into that that mm-hmm. was nice
1: I'm just thinking about this movie. It's like, <laughs> movie uh, yeah. So
2: sad, but so cute.
1: And and uh, let's uh, give it up to the uh, a nightclub, our friends nightclub, Emily yeah. and
2: Mark. Oh, man.
1: Uh, Rad is sad. I've mentioned several <laughs> times on the show. I haven't listened to it on the soundtrack yet. And it did not disappoint. <laughs> that was a really sad song. And it followed along with, when he was trying on outfits, how rad songs aren't cool. They're not hip. They're not... They're. I mean, they're fun. Right. But they're very dorky and nerdy.
2: And just speaking on that a little bit, Bride, Bride, Bippity Bride, the song, getting to see a little bit more of Dazzle Novak's apparently endless range as a musician... From ball music all the way to country rock. Uh, well, no, no, that, was, that was rockabilly. Rockabilly. Okay. Yeah, that,
1: that doesn't necessarily count as country. Because oh,
2: well, excuse me. Well, no, because he for... was asked
1: outright. What about country or rap? Oh, god, no! Like, <laughs> never forget that line. Uh, and uh, do do we got a little bit of rat Is Sad? Let's play. Let's put let's put on some rat Is Sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: so haunting. It's gonna be in my soul.
1: As it <laughs> it's got such personality. Lower the lights. Yeah. Oh, we got a little bit of a strobe going. I expect
2: to see like a sixteen candle scene to just play out in front of me somewhere. Oh, with
1: Rad and, and Talc. Ugh. Oh, god.
2: Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about Rad's family, yeah. by the way, because man, oh man, we've seen pretty much everybody's family. We've seen that wasn't the Dazzle's family. Eh. Uh, but, oh my god, this was, we had theorized earlier in the season, like, oh my god, I bet they're all beautiful, like, wonderful people, and Talc is certainly beautiful. But his
0: parents
2: are... Well, no. We found out. We were right. Yeah. By the end of the episode, we found out that Rad was
1: stolen from his parents, his real birth parents, mm-hmm. and uh, as presumably some sort of a ransom by these terrible, terrible people mm-hmm. with like a weird lip and, and talking disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, and they weren't as Canadian as I would expect them to be mm-hmm. uh, for, for how much they kind of peppered in Rad's Canadianness. Uh, but it was... It was really an interesting turn of events that Rad's right foot is just a giant toe.
2: That and Canadian character actor, oh, God, Zink Moranis.
1: Zink Moranis, which was 100% Rick Moranis. That's fine.
2: <laughs> so stupid. <laughs>
1: uh, so learning, knowing what we know now about Rad, weird, oh, God. Well, no, knowing what we you know now about Rad's parents. Mm-hmm uh and and how they're still alive unlike most people in uh Moonbeam City mm. and actually I think they're the first full set of parents that have sta- parents that have stayed alive uh what do you what would you want to see from them moving forward
2: boy oh boy what would i want to see from them moving forward i think that rad is going to screw it up even if he does have some sort of billion dollar inheritance mm-hmm. or he, fame and fortune do his way there's no way he can hang on to that he's gonna let that all slide away he's gonna do something to mess it up he's gonna invest in floppy disks or something like that (laughs) and things are gonna go south for him real quick i'm willing to bet but, hey, I could be wrong. I've been wrong in the past. I was simultaneously right and wrong about his parents because yeah. they were both gross and, in actuality, beautiful people. So,
1: you know. Rich and beautiful people. And Rad always kind of knew that he was destined for something great, but he never put it like that. He always just like, yeah,
0: I'm uh, so cool.
1: And, and we got to see him he living in the pool boy shed, uh, <laughs> talking to him. Are you still talking to that thing like you're four? No, no shut up.
2: Uh, Stephen the rat, Red. <laughs> no, yeah. Stephen, not the air! Uh he, huh. so great. I love how it's also labeled "Pool Boy Shed" yeah, pool boy in this shed. mansion. Uh, what and
1: uh, we talked about it a little bit before the show. Mm-hmm. Dazzle had kind of so little to do, and he was kind of relegated to his most basic form of uh, being scared of gunfire and uh, boning, straight-up boning. Uh, It's it's talking about Canada is is getting me going there. Uh, But... (laughs) He, he had so little to do that they gave Rob Lowe a second part in the same episode. Well, I
2: wouldn't say that he had just so little to do, per se. He was yeah. certainly still being dazzled and still uh, taking names and kicking butt, as mm. it were. But, yeah, I loved the... Oh, God, what was his name? Equinox, King of the Doves?
1: As the, the uh, in-house musician at the hotel.
2: And just showing you exactly how... Balls out they went for this episode. How absolutely crazy that they mm. said, "Okay, we're holding nothing back." If you thought Kid Ecstasy was weird, which by the way made an appearance in this episode, Did that was, I didn't yeah, see it. that was the truck that hit the dawn. At I the was beginning wondering of the episode. what it said. It was a truck full of Kid Ecstasy. Oh, so. so we saw it just all-out, flat-out weirdness in this episode. From um, the very first thing we saw, the thermosphereon, all the way to Rolo essentially helping himself through the shootout at the end while he's playing the boogie-woogie on his finger. On, and
1: Dazzle has the strongest fingers... And, and which is fine it, it's a, it was made for a wonderful scene, but especially for the villain not like not taking the rational thing and just shooting him in the head or or so, something like Rationality has never been a a big uh, sticking point in Moonbeam City. Oh, no. And I'm happy that it stayed that way.
2: Yeah, there was a lot of bullet dodging going on in this episode. I also loved the dawn jumping around like Benny Hill-esque at the beginning of the episode, avoiding all of the bullets. Until, of course, he gets smashed in the face with an actual gun. Sweet
1: uh, boomerang gun, essentially.
2: (laughs) Uh, I didn't mean to think it was too off topic there. But yeah, it was was cool to see that... Dazzle got to do some other stuff that uh, Roblo got to do some other stuff in this episode too, and show off his range. And it's always nice to build out that sort of Simpson-esque universe where mm. it's multiple characters being voiced by the same person. So hopefully, in season two, we may see the return of Equinox. He was only shot in the shoulder once, so maybe his doves will fly on back for another appearance. Uh, very good. Um, I was, I was
1: kind of half hoping that his doves would get shot in the in the in the. <laughs> So it would be he would have the bandage, and they would all kind of have the bandage too. Little um, tiny bird
2: shot yeah, yeah, <laughs> bandages. Why not? Uh, Just one shotgun blast. Individual pellets each, go into
1: their each bit of the dumb
2: shoulders. They used to get um, tiny little hero medals like they did at the end.
1: The sweet laser medals. Uh,
2: and pizzazz. We got to see pizzazz in
1: action with her snake
2: belt. I was wondering. I was like, why is that snake belt a thing? Why is that? like part of the repertoire but she actually used she used the hell out of it dude like a like Scorpion in the Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. movie like get Mortal Kombat movie wow that's, that's fine
1: mm. they they I, I think they had one game and it didn't really work out but the movie's really where that uh, yeah. franchise shined
2: yeah <laughs> uh, Mortal Kombat 2 was my personal favorite <laughs> the game or the movie uh, the movie oh, obviously uh, not they made another Mortal Kombat game my god
1: yeah, they, it was based on the movie. Good. Uh, but, goodness gracious.
2: Uh, it uh. Yeah, seeing that in action and seeing, again, the weird pattern of villains getting disfigured mm-hmm. in this show. Where by the end of the episode, everyone in Rad's, I guess, non-family had eyes missing.
1: So they had eye patches. It was they great. all
2: had eye patches. We saw it with... Uh, ivory. Uh, yes, Ivory got burned. Yeah, was it, what? Ice Ivory. Ice Ivory, yes, exactly. Ice Ivory is now, I'm presuming Fire and Ice will be her oh! next thing. I couldn't quite work that in when we had that episode, but that, yeah, that was works. So, yeah. Worth the wait. All this weird <laughs> dismemberment thing going mm-hmm. on with all the villains, which I love. There's nothing more 80s than villains getting dismembered and disfigured, and that's how you know they're the bad guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you couldn't tell before. They looked
2: perfect before yeah uh, except for except for rat's parents Jeez, we gotta talk about that that every time they went into their normal mode like i say their normal, normal mode but their face just turned all distorted oh you
1: kind of eh. kind of talk with a little bit of a of a, of a dead mouth a yeah exactly
2: only one side of their mouth moves oh, oh my god. god the character design on that
1: I mean, it was a physical change that that you could tell. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're putting—they're literally putting on a different face, yeah, for this appearance. But they would just get seedier and grosser and rattier as as the episode would go on until they tried to escape with all of the wedding gifts. Yeah, and conveniently, somebody gave Rad a shotgun. That went, or maybe they planted it for the, for a possible escape. You know
2: what? In the land of Moonbeam City, I think that's number one on everyone's registry. Well, that's it was prob- a shotgun.
1: But because the parents were running everything, they probably registered for certain things that would help them on their escape. That's oh, very that plausible. Yeah. Huh. Weird. Uh oh, I just
2: gotta throw it out there. Throw Quit it. lying and start grifting. <laughs> Uh, Maybe my favorite line, like not even a huge joke, but just that that is their way of life. Mm-hmm. That that is their base philosophy that they operate off of. Quit lying and start grifting. Such a
1: perfect, gross family. And it's a wonderful way to. I mean, we've had villains kind of outright state this is who I am mm-hmm. with their dialogue. And that might be one of my favorites. <laughs> next to next to uh uh Ice Ivory and uh I forgot the name of the prison. Uh like their, all of their oh, interactions. Silka. Yes, Silka. Uh uh and all of their interactions too were just on the nose, money. Uh that, that sweet, sweet uh uh like movie <sighs> Something yeah, that you, the
2: garbled, the totally over the top 80s action. There movie. you go. It's like they really, as someone who is such a fan of all of that era and seeing all of those b action movies from that era this show just gets more and more in tune with its roots as far as that goes all of the dismemberment all of the dialogue all of the zany over the topness dual rotating -rotating restaurants restaurants oh my god that's class right there it's so perfect. What, are they too good for our rotating restaurant? It was like
1: revol- Revolvio's or something? Yeah. It was rota- like Rotators and Revolvo's. God.
2: Again, so many names in mm-hmm. this episode that I couldn't even get them all down the, the hours long gunfight <laughs> where they where the restaurants would have to spin around again perfect ignoring the rule of threes in that situation by the way they
1: pushed it one more yeah just do it we're going going Why all the not? way
2: to nightfall for that one
1: uh, they, i mean they had to get it for like for the story they had to get it to nighttime yeah and it was nice of everybody else to just kind of i i would like to see the multiple episodes waiting for in between those gunfights of what's happening <laughs> elsewhere and how those fights the other stuff had intensified and what happened with Radna's parents or if they were just kind of waiting or if they're like we're here let's use this marinara bath we already paid for or the marinera fountain let we paid for or they didn't pay for it but uh, uh we have the opportunity let's eat before we run away the the way that they left it uh like this was definitely felt like a season finale mm-hmm. they left the ongoing invention the ongoing adventures thing uh with the end everybody with the sweet gunshot and the sweet uh pan and, and turn with the shoot mm-hmm. uh there this show has not been picked up yet for season two. we're all very hopeful um so I figure mm-hmm. uh with the with some of our last little bits of the show uh of our show we uh we kind of implore the audience. Uh, and what they can do to make sure that the show got, gets in for a second season.
2: Yeah, so. absolutely. I mean, we talked about it a, a little bit when Scott came in the studio. We've talked about it with the guys from, guys and ladies from Nightclub, mm-hmm. but. Comedy Central and really every network ever—the way that television operates now—is they like to see people talking about the show. Mm-hmm. So definitely, if you got a Twitter account, man, oh man, you got to start—you know—tweeting at CC Moonbeam City. Moonbeam City, CC. Moonbeam City, CC. Thank yes. you. Doesn't help if I'm giving out the wrong <laughs> thing, but the sentiment remains, like, tell your friends. It's everywhere. You can watch this on Hulu. You can watch this on Amazon. You can download it off of iTunes. You can download the soundtrack, for God's sake. Please do. Which you should. Oh, my God, is it fantastic. If only so that you have the rendition of Bippity Bippity Bride. Bride, Bride, Bippity Bride. Uh, (laughs) And, yeah, just talk about it. Let everyone else know, because I always talk with people who are saying, yeah, how is that show, Moonbeam City? And you gotta let them know, like, man... You need to be watching this show. If you, just, you like The Simpsons, if you like comedy in general, watch the dang show.
1: If you like if you like Metalocalypse, there's a lot of shows that you can use as gateways in. Mm-hmm. Uh But I'd say don't, don't even be passive. Don't, don't wait for people to ask you how the show is. Tell them you're watching it. Tell them that they need to watch it too. Um, I would say this show has a type of zany comedy that you don't see on TV anymore. Mm -hmm. You, you rarely see around anymore. You see, you only see in like 10 second clips. Like this, this has so many moments, uh, locked in to every episode that is worth everybody's time, worth your time and and uh, the only way that we can see more is if you talk about it. Yep. So please social media, uh, write Comedy Central directly, you can email their their uh, um, like they, they have contact emails that, that you can email them to um, uh, tag them on Twitter tag them on Facebook uh, and they speak to money yep. so at the very least, the, the easiest point of entry is the soundtrack so mm-hmm. if everybody buys the soundtrack, then they can go, well, okay, we've made that much from the soundtrack. Then you go on in, you play that for your friends, and go, what is this? What is this from? Moonbeam City. Boom!
2: If Aquatica doesn't hook them, nothing will.
1: Seriously. And even this, even just the, the main theme, from Nightclub. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we've had the opportunity to speak to Scott, to speak to Mark and Emily from Nightclub. And it is this has been an absolute pleasure so we want to thank you we want to thank everybody that's coming to the studio we want to thank Comedy Central um, and this has been an amazing experience this has been an amazing show we don't want it to end for god's sakes we're gonna do our part. We need you to do the need you to do yours. So please, if you want to help us out, best way to do that: follow us on social media too. So, Mister Greg Goodness, you
2: can find me on the twits at Greg Goodness. I'm also gonna be at iOS this very Sunday night with my sketch troupe. It's the Cops, nine o'clock. It's only five bucks. You can show up. We got tons of drink specials. Gonna be a good time.
1: And you can find me on Twitter at SoapboxMark. I'm going to be talking about this show until I can anymore. <laughs> I have been waiting for the show. I'm so happy it finally came out. I'm going to be listening to the soundtrack. It's the holidays. Gift it to your friends. Why not? Um, so follow me at SoapboxMark. Too much stuff at the studio to name. But thank you for joining us on this journey through Season 1 of Moonbeam City. And we'll see you for Season 2.